What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Thursday, July 16th, eight days away from the Tigers opening game. We had an inter-squad game yesterday. Let's talk about it. Can we just talk? Can we just talk? Talk about the inter-squad game before we get lost. Let's talk about it. Matt Boyd pitched for the Tigres and looked uh, pretty darn good. Four innings, two hits, one earned run, and four strikeouts. His only blemish, a solo home run given up to Grayson Griner. He looks great. He looks really sharp. He is literally and figuratively throwing some curveballs in the mix. I think the guy looks really sharp. But uh, with that said, that that's never been an issue for Matt Boyd. This guy, this is a guy who's been the darling of spring training each of the last four years. I think he looks excellent. No concerns, no complaints about the way Matt Boyd's been pitching. Really, he, he looks great in spring training, and he looks every bit as good, if not better in the summer. I will say I did an entire segment yesterday talking about who's going to start opening day and whether or not it was going to be Boyd or Jordan Zimmerman. Evan Woodbury kind of freed up some of those concerns that I had. He tweeted yesterday, left-hander Matt Boyd didn't come to the park yesterday, yesterday, meaning Tuesday. This was tweeted on Wednesday because he came into contact with someone who had tested positive for COVID-19. Boyd tested negative and returned to Comerica yesterday. He sent out another tweet that said, Boyd said a high school student who mows his lawn suffered an injury and Boyd went out to the yard to help him. The student sought medical attention where he learned he had COVID-19 as a precaution. Boyd then notified Tigers medical staff and he was held out yesterday, which means he is likely in line to start opening day. Ron Garnheyer all but admitted it. He said that that is going to be an announcement that the Detroit Tigers are going to make. I look forward to hearing that very soon. He's earned that spot and I've been critical of the guy at points, but it look in general, Matt Boyd has already overachieved. Like you look at that trade, the David Price for Matt Boyd, and Daniel Norris, and uh, I can't remember who the other, was it Guido Knudsen, who, who turned out to be nothing, nor did we think he would be anything. Uh, Daniel Norris was the key piece of that trade. Now, he has underachieved as a pitcher. Uh, injuries have been a big reason for that. Boyd has overachieved. Boyd was just kind of some guy who was thrown into that deal. The fact that he's turned out to be the pitcher that he has, uh, he's overachieved and continue to overachieve, and hopefully uh, he can blossom into a, a top-of-the-line starter here in the 60-game season that is 2020. Spencer Torkelson had his first hit yesterday in summer ball. I hadn't talked about him going hitless because to me it was absolutely not a big deal and of zero concern. Look, Spencer Torkelson hasn't had a competitive at-bat in three months, and that was against college kids. This is a guy who in his first at-bats in three months is expected to get hits off of major league pitchers. That's difficult even for a guy as talented as Spencer Torkelson. He had a single yesterday for his first hit of the summer. Also had a few ground ball opportunities, or at least one ground ball opportunity hit to him at third base and looked pretty sharp. So uh, no concern with Torkelson. He'll get going at some point here soon, but the big storyline that everyone's talking about, and and rightfully so, is that Riley Green just keeps doing spectacular things. Now, you guys know me. You guys know I am the king of saying take everything in spring, or in this case, summer training, with a grain of salt. We I've seen guys have amazing springs who have had terrible seasons. I've, I've seen guys who've had terrible springs have great seasons, but when a guy is doing something amazing every single night, 
you kind of have to take notice. And that's what we're seeing from Riley Green right now. A diving catch again yesterday in right field, a solo home run to opposite field off of Matt Manning. Look, I completely understand why Riley Green is not going to be on the Detroit Tigers in 2020. I get it completely. But if this team was even remotely competitive, I think we would be seeing him starting in the outfield. You can't convince me that this man is not one of the three best options in the outfield for the Detroit Tigers in 2020. Now, I completely understand why they're not going to move him up. Uh, I get it completely. This is a guy, like I said the other day, is yet to even experience double A ball. But boy, oh boy, does he look good. He is so ahead of schedule. We got to bring it up. Again, he's 19 years old. Like if he was doing this at 22, we'd be like, oh man, this guy's going to be so special. What a great player. He's 19. And that is absolutely worth repeating. We've seen nothing out of Riley Green so far in the summer and even going back to spring that convinces us of anything other than the fact that he is going to be a legit star for this organization. Can't say enough positive things about how he's improved defensively. Can't say enough positive things about his athleticism. Can't say enough positive things about how he's bulked up, how good he looks with the bat, how good he looks in the field. Spectacular. Big ups to Riley Green. Uh, This kid's going to be a stud. I do want to talk about the pitcher that gave up that home run to him, though, and that is Matt Manning. I've seen Matt Manning pitch about five times now. And every single time, it has been a struggle for him to even complete one inning. Now, I am setting the level of concern meter to about 20%. That's still very low, but it's higher than zero, which is what it was for a long time. I understand the appeal of Matt Manning completely. And I got to preface this by saying, I think the dude's going to be a complete stud. I think he's going to be an awesome pitcher. I believe all the people who say that he has the best stuff in the organization. He has an electric fastball. There's so much to like about him. Great athlete. Uh, Many great things about Matt Manning. And I think he'll be very good in Detroit. But it is apparent to me in the times I've seen him pitch that unlike Casey Mize, This is a guy who's probably going to take some serious lumps even when he does get called up to the major leagues. He is still very much a thrower and not a pitcher. And you know what? Most guys his age in the minor leagues are. That is something you just developed. That this that was an issue Michael Fulmer had, you know, early on. They said, okay, he's got the great fastball. He's got the wipeout slider. Can he learn to be a pitcher? Can he mix speeds better? Can he develop that changeup? Now he did really quickly. Matt Manning's going to learn, and I think he will, but whereas when I watch Casey Mize, and I'm going to talk about this more in the second segment, but when I watch Casey Mize, I see a guy who could pitch in Comerica Park tomorrow. I'm yet to see that with Matt Manning. In terms of stuff, absolutely some of the most electric stuff, not just in the Tigers organization, in all of the minor leagues, but every time I've seen him pitch against major league talent, he's kind of gotten rocked. And it's a minor, minor, minor level of concern, but a level of concern nonetheless. I still think he's going to be a great pitcher here. Okay, so that's going to do it for segment one. When we come back, I'm going to talk about a report that came out yesterday regarding service time and what it means for the young rookies in this Tigers organization. We will be right back. And we're back. So it was announced yesterday, something that we were all very interested in hearing about, and Major League Baseball had really been yet to announce it, regarding service time and how that's going to be handled 
in the 2020 season with only 60 games being played in the regular season. But it was reported, this is from a Royals reporter, this is who I read it from originally, I saw it leaked by some other people as well, at GopherBalls1, it looks like MLB teams do not quote-unquote lose the year of service time for rookies with no pre-existing service time. If they wait to call them up either the 6th or 7th day of the season, depending on whether they round up or down. This essentially means after seven days, the Detroit Tigers could theoretically call up Mize, Manning, Scooball, or any assortment of the bunch, pitch them the rest of the season, and they would not lose a year off of their rookie contracts. Now, I do have to say, as a fan, that is awesome, and I want to see it. And I, I think I can definitively say now we're going to see Casey Mize. The other two, Scooball still hasn't reported to camp. I don't know if that's a coronavirus thing or what. Manning, I'm not so sure. I talked about that a little bit in the first segment. But we're going to see Mize at some point because of this. I was worried that they were going to do something stupid like say, oh, well, in a, you if you pitch a rookie for 10 games, that, that's a full year of service time in a 60-game season. It doesn't look like that. Now, It's completely anti-player, and this is going to be one of those things, one of those dumb loopholes that the players are really going to fight against in the new collective bargaining agreement, and they should. This is one of those crazy rules. We saw it last year with Vlad Guerrero Jr. We've seen it with guys like Chris Bryant back in 2015, how as great as they are, as ready as they might be, if you hold off from putting them in the minor leagues for X amount of days, you gain another year on their rookie contracts. I think it's incredibly stupid and, and you know, just kind of downright cruel. But as a fan, it excites me because it means that we might see some of these rookies. Now, who are we going to see? I think you can you can pencil in Casey Mize. I think he's ready. Everything I've seen from him, this guy looks like a major league pitcher. In my opinion, I think the second he was drafted in 2018, he became one of the five best pitchers in this organization. His ceiling is incredibly high. Manning is a maybe. Like I said, I think what he's done in both spring and summer has not done him any favors. Still, I and I got to say this because people jumped on me when I talked about him a few months ago. I think he's going to be great. I'm just I'm talking about this in the sense of, is he ready? Scooball, I think not being able to report to camp, like I said, there's been a lot of rumors about whether or not it's a coronavirus thing. I think that's really going to hurt him, and I feel like we probably won't see him this year. Isaac Paredes, yes. Third base for the Tigers is a complete mess. So at some point, whether it be because of injury or just poor performance, Isaac Paredes, I think, will be in a Detroit Tigers uniform in 2020, even though he is another one who is yet to report to camp. But I think as a hitter, I don't think it's impacted him as much. He's so close to the major leagues as it is. Then you have the guys that people really want to see in terms of position players. Will we see Riley Green? I don't think so. But man, if he keeps performing the way he has, especially with these service time rules that have been laid out before us, they might be forced to play their hand. I mean, sometimes it could be one of those deals like Juan Soto, where Juan Soto got called up from double A, but the thing was, he was murdering baseballs at every level he was at, that the Nationals just said, we got to call him up. This, This kid is unstoppable. And what do you know? Guy helped him win a World Series last year. He was incredible in the postseason. What a stud Juan Soto is. It could be one of those things. Then you have Spencer Torkelson. This is another one I I seriously doubt we will see him. I think we're more likely to see Riley Green than we are Spencer Torkelson. Spencer Torkelson has been behind the eight ball simply because of the fact, like I brought up in segment one, 
he hasn't he hasn't hit in three months. I, I think that would be unfair to the Tigers and unfair to him right away being like, we're going to thrust you into a major league lineup. I think he needs time to develop. He will not be in the minor leagues for very long. This kid is way too talented, but I do still think they're going to let him marinate in the minors. I think we'll see him at some point mid to late 2021. No concerns about Spencer Torkelson. I just think the situation being what it is, I have a hard time believing we're going to see him in 2020. So, but it, this rule it creates a real interesting dynamic, and I hope the Tigers have some fun with it because this is an organization that's been void of fun the last couple of years. If I felt like all of these young pitchers had a fragile mental makeup, I would be much more concerned about the idea of calling them up in a 60 game season. But based on everything I've seen, based on everything I've heard, based on everything they've said. I have no reason to believe that these guys have anything other than great heads on their shoulders. I think they're smart pitchers. I think they're confident pitchers. Even if they get called up in 2020 and pitch poorly, I don't think it will have any impact on their future performance in the major leagues. And for that reason, if they're available, if you have a spot, give them a call up. I think it's time as fans. We've waited long enough. Doesn't look, I love Casey Mize to death and I love the the excitement of these guys being in the organization, but doesn't it feel like they've been marinating in the minor leagues forever? Let's get them up here. Let's see them pitch in a Detroit Tigers uniform. No, it won't be in the way we wanted it. We would have loved to have seen it in a full stadium, but you can't always get what you want. So that is going to do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2-0-1-4. You can follow this show on Twitter at LockedOnTigers. Tomorrow, will be a mailbag show, so send those questions to this show's Gmail account, LockedOnTigers at gmail.com. Also got a very positive review on iTunes yesterday. I appreciate whoever did that. And if you're available and haven't left a review yet, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be right back here tomorrow for a mailbag show. Thank you very much for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.